Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Thursday, November 21st edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. Got a lot of fight announcements to talk about today, actually, including a title fight for UFC 247. So that card is supposed to take place, I think it's February 7th or 8th in uh, Houston, Texas. It's not official yet, but we've heard a lot of rumblings about this card taking place in Houston. Uh, last week, Chris Taylor at BJPen.com reported the main event will be uh, John Jones against Dominic Reyes. That is not official again, but it's very likely, I would say, at this point. And now, we actually have the co-main event. This is according to Nolan King of MMAJunkie.com, and it's a women's flyweight title fight between champion Valentina Shevchenko and challenger Kaylin Chikagan. So, uh, pretty good fight. I mean, listen, like, I don't really see too many of these flyweights giving Valentina problems. Um, Kaylin does deserve a title shot based on just a kind of her competition in the division, but Valentina, I think is going to wipe the floor with her too. She's just an incredible fighter and she's looked amazing at flyweight. Like as good as she was at Bantamweight, she's looked even better at flyweight. At Bantamweight, she, she beat Sarah Coffin in her debut. She had the loss to Nunez. She beat Holly Holm. She beat Julianne Payne. She had another loss to Nunez. Both of Nunez losses were super close fights. And then since going to flyweight, she... Finished Priscilla Cachoeira, and that was a dominant showing. And then beat Joanna and Jacek in Toronto to win the vacant flyweight belt. Knocked out Just Guy with a head kick, and then beat this Carmouche this past summer in a really boring fight, but still got the job done. So she's just been dominant as hell. Uh, she's only 31 years old. She is super well rounded. She's an amazing fighter. Kaylin Chikagan, again, she deserves a title shot just based on where she is in the division and, and based on her wins. She's overall. Uh, six and two in the UFC, and she's coming off of back-to-back wins over jo- over Joanne Calderwood and Jennifer Maya. So she's been getting the job done. But here's my problem with her: six wins in the UFC, six decision wins, and her two losses by decision. No finishing ability whatsoever in her career. She's had 15 fights; 12 have gone the distance. That is not good against someone like Valentina who can finish you. So. You know, Kaylin Chikagan plays that point fighting game and it works against a lot of these lower level fighters in that division. It's not going to work against Valentina. I, I love Valentina in this fight. She's going to be a huge favorite. And uh, listen, I, again, Kaylin Chikagan deserves a title shot based on the other fighters in the division where they are and based on her win streak. But Valentina Shevchenko should be able to beat her pretty easily. And I expect her to be a massive favorite. I mean, she's been, what, like a minus 1,000 favorite for the last couple of fights. I expect her to be just about there for this one as well. But still, I mean, it's nice to see that car get two title fights at least, even though I'm not expecting an amazing fight from this one. I am looking forward to Jones and Reyes. Again, not official, but it seems like a really well-kept well secret at this point. A couple other things here. Ben Askren was asked yesterday by TMZ what he wants to do next. He said MMA commentary something that he has in mind. I think he'd be great at it. Ben is really good in the mic, as we all know. Um He won't be fighting anymore. He even said, you know, I, I don't see myself kind of returning. A lot of guys have come out of retirement, including Ben Askren himself, although that was a little different when he was with Juan. Uh, I think he just wanted that opportunity to fight in the UFC. But, yes, Ben Askren says MMA commentary is something he's going to consider and see if he likes it. I think he'll do really good at it, but we'll see what happens there. Leon Edwards, he was in the news as well. He was asked what's next for his manager, was asked what's next for Leon, and his manager said that Leon uh, wants to fight Tyron Woodley, and the UFC's offered this fight, but Tyron Woodley apparently has been kind of ducking him for the last three months. So I think the UFC will eventually get this fight done. UFC 245 is just uh, in a month. So it's like less than a month, actually. It's like three weeks away. You'll see uh, the main event there between Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington. The winner of that fight, I think, is almost assuredly going to fight Rory Mazadol next. So 
Leon Edwards, he has a great win streak going on, but he's probably going to need another win. And Woodley, he wants that title shot again, I'm sure. But uh, after losing to Usman in such dominating fashion, he needs another win himself. So this fight makes a lot of sense. We've heard they could be placing that Conor McGregor card on uh, January 18th in Vegas. Again, no confirmation about that, but it makes so much sense. And I hope the UFC can get this fight done. Randy Couture is also in the news. He gave a positive health update after his uh, heart attack last month. So he's doing a lot better. He's already back in the movies. Um, just he looked, he looked good. He felt good. He says he wishes he had this kind of thing checked out. He's got thick blood, according to Randy Couture. Um, he just said the only thing he doesn't like about this, because he has to give blood every month for them to check on it. He just wishes they could use the blood for people that need it. But because he was in Germany in the 1980s, he's not able to uh, actually donate the blood. So that's unfortunate. But, man, great to hear Randy Couture is feeling better. Love the guy. One of the greatest ambassadors in the history of MMA. Definitely nice to hear him feeling better. Uh, just a great guy, Randy. All right, a couple other fight announcements here. UFC Raleigh, UFC Fight in Raleigh, I should say. That's January 25th in Raleigh, North Carolina. Three more fights were added to that card. So that card's getting booked up pretty quick. That is the Junior DeSantos Curtis Blades card that also features Corey Sanhagen against Frankie Edgar. So three more fights to that card. Uh, two women's fights and a men's fight. So first one, Sarah McMahon against Lena Landsberg. Uh, decent fight here in the women's bantamweight division. Sarah McMahon. She came to the UFC with a lot of fanfare. I think a lot of us thought she'd be a champion, but just didn't get the job done. And overall, uh, in her UFC career, she is 5-5, five and five, so kind of struggled a bit. She's coming off two straight losses to Marion Renault and Caitlin Vieira. She has not actually won a fight since February 2017 against Gina Mazzini. So it's been a while, but she does have a couple good wins in her career, obviously, against fighters like Alexis Davis, who she finished by submission, Jessica I, uh, Lauren Murphy. She has some good wins. Obviously, her wrestling's really good. But uh, she has really bad submission defense. Been submitted three times in the UFC. So hopefully she, if she's worked on that, her time off, um, and she can get back on the winning ways here. And she takes on Lena Landsberg. Lena Landsberg has uh, looked really good lately. Overall in the UFC, she's 4-3. and three. She's looked really nice in the last few fights, though. She's beaten uh, Macy Chason and Tony Evinger both times as an underdog. So she's looked really good in those fights. Uh, wrestling's pretty good. She's strong. They're actually two of the older fighters in this division. Landsberg, 37. McCann, uh, McMahon is actually uh, 39. So I believe, uh, aside from Mary Renault, I think she's 43, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to double check that, actually. These are the two oldest fighters, aside from uh, Renault. And Renault is actually 40. Yeah, she's 42. So she's she's definitely up there in age, for sure. Um, they're All three of them are. But they're still winning fights, so good for them. At least, uh, well, at least Landsberg is. Uh, you know what? Tough fight to call here. Landsberg's look really good. McMahon has the pedigree for sure, but uh, Landsberg's looked really good, so I wouldn't be surprised if she actually won this fight. And you know, hopefully, she does get some more respect from the odds makers this time. She deserves it. Women's strawweight bout also added this card. This is a fun one. Brianna Van Buren against Hannah Cyphers. I like this fight. The Bull. She's looked really good, nine and two in her MMA career, and she won that uh, Invicta Phoenix Series strawweight tournament this year. She won three fights in one night, and then. In her UFC debut, she beat Libya Bernardo Souza. Good. She has four wins this year. I mean, that's really strong for sure. Has some nice wins and resume over fighters like Keaton Curran and Juliana Lima, Jamie Moyle. So it's some decent competition for sure. Takes on Hannah Cyphers here. Hannah Cyphers, 10-3, 2-1 in the UFC, beat Jody Espo and Pollyanna Vienna, and was finished by Macy Barber. Very good fighter as well. It should be a fun fight. I mean, two fighters are probably going to stand and strike, which I like to see. Um, they actually both do have a little bit of finishing power, I think, for their divisions. Uh, a tough one to call. I mean, I think Cyphers is pretty underrated in many ways, but Brianna Van Buren is looking amazing. So I think you got to go with Van Buren just based on the momentum here. But um, don't be surprised if Cyphers pulls it off because it is a close fight. 
And the last fight here is a men's flyweight boat, so a rare flyweight Perez, Jordan Espinosa, Alex Perez. He is 22-5 and five in his career, including a 4-1 mark in the UFC, who has wins over Mark De La Rosa, Jose Shorty Torres, Eric Shelton, and John Thomas, with the one loss to Joseph Benavidez. So he's looked really good. He's uh, nine of his last ten fights. So he's looking impressive. And takes on Jordan Espinosa here again. A rare flyweight fight. You don't see too many of them anymore. Uh, this one, Jordan Espinosa, he is, what's his record? 14-6 and one no contest. He is overall 1-1 one one in the UFC. He beat Eric Shelton and then lost to Machinal. Machinal is a really good fighter, though, so no shame in that. Uh, he's actually won five of his last six fights overall. Interesting fight for sure, but I, I got a favorite Perez. I would assume most of them would be well, just based on the superior competition, the experience, and the way he's looked in the UFC for the most part. So decent card so far. Uh, UFC fighting Raleigh card again. JDS versus Blades, main event. Sanhagen, Edgar, co-main event. And you got also got some fights like Herbert Burns versus Nate Landwehr. I'm, I'm excited to see Herbert Burns. Uh, Bavon Lewis is back on that card. Jamal, Brett John. So some good fights. We probably could use a few more fights. Right now there's, there's actually fights it is full um but uh maybe they could have like one or two more maybe they could you know they could have used some more star power that's what i want to say the main card at this point it looks like it was full all right last thing here i actually got a reader question here this morning pull it out here it was from conan i appreciate that man again you guys can send me questions anytime i gave a Gave all my email recently. It's adam underscore martin13 at hotmail.com. So I've got a few questions the last few weeks, and I appreciate it, guys. Send them in anytime. You can send them into Twitter. You can send them in on the podcast if you're watching too. So I'm always free to answer questions. Uh, Corin's question ESPN staff made a damning tweet, did not attribute, attribute the quote to Ariel where he set it up respectfully, but not all the quote was included. Picture makes it rough, also. Will it cost Ariel among? Amongst Askren fans, press others, can ESPN be blamed? Good interview with Heart Attacked Gareth Davies. So, yes, I did hear Gareth Davies had a heart attack. I have not heard the interview yet. I will check it out. Uh, hopefully, Gareth feels better. He's a longtime MMA journalist. He's been doing it as long as I have, if not longer. Um, used to write for Fighters Only Magazine, a really important guy in the British uh, MMA media scene. So, I hope, hopefully, Gareth, I know you're not hearing this probably, Gareth, but I hope you feel better, buddy. Anyways, uh, yes, the quote was actually Askren's legacy will be handled defeats. And uh, there's a picture of Askren. It's on ESPN's podcast. The picture of Askren lying on the canvas with Maswell above him. I mean, definitely not the best photo choice. No doubt about it. That's not a good photo choice. Um, you know, I, I think as far as the quote itself goes, that's interesting. I mean, that's an interesting quote, and that's an interesting way to look at it because uh, in many, I actually kind of do agree with it a little bit. I mean, we heard Askren the other day in aerial show, like. He made no excuses for his losses, which I love. I hate people that make excuses in life. They're always making excuses and always saying, it's not my fault, it's not my fault. It wasn't his fault that he lost. And like he said, he just got beaten by two better guys those nights. And he didn't make excuses. So I actually think that could be part of Askren's defining legacy. But I feel like Askren's legacy, and it will always be his legacy, is the fact he was involved in the first ever training in mixed martial arts against, for Demetrius Johnson. And... You know, for Demetrius, that's going to be part of his legacy. His legacy is probably going to be like the greatest flyweight ever and arguably the greatest fighter ever, pound for pound. But for Askren, I think that the, being part of that trade will actually be the thing that we all remember him from, not the way he handled the feet, although I do think it, it's worth mentioning for sure. So I appreciate the question, Corin. Again, guys, if you want, send a question in. I'm always down to answer them. I should mention tomorrow morning, myself, Cole, Cole's going to join me tomorrow to break down Bellator uh, London. 
with a Michael Page card. So if you want to send questions tonight on my Twitter or email, feel free to, or jump in the podcast tomorrow where we're doing it live and you can feel free to send some questions in for myself and Cole to answer. We'd love to answer your questions. Um, always down to answer anyone's questions or comments about the world of mixed martial arts, the world that I love and the world that I live in. So guys, once again, thanks for joining me on today's podcast and I'll be back tomorrow morning with Cole Sheldon breaking down Bellator London. You can check me on Twitter at Emma Adam Martin right there at the bottom of the screen. Check me out as, as well at maosbreaker.com, bjp.com, marings.net. Podcast available, as you guys all know, at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, and, of course, maosbreaker.com and our YouTube channel. Check it all out, guys. Appreciate you tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Have a good day, guys. See you later. Bye.